You're listening to the Leaders in Pharma podcast. In this series, we sit down with top pharmaceutical, biotech, and healthcare leaders from around the world to discuss effective leadership, healthcare innovation, digital transformation, and other hot topics in the life sciences industry. At Impetus Digital, we aspire to act as the bridge to ignite these courageous conversations, both through our Insight platform, which features our award-winning Insight events and Insight Touchpoint solutions, and through these discussions. For more information, visit impetusdigital.com or book a demo with us at meetwithimpetus.com. My name is Jess Massiangelo, and I am the Global Business Development Director working at Impetus Digital. At Impetus, we believe all new great ideas start with a conversation. Our online collaboration platform is the perfect place for not just starting these conversations, but also for continuously building on the ideas and insights generated over time and creating authentic relationships with the participants in the process. Having these big, courageous conversations is how we can start to implement change and really positively disrupt healthcare. In this podcast series, we talk to some of the brightest minds in the life sciences industry to get their take on being an effective leader, navigating digital transformation, and ultimately enhancing patient care. Today, I am joined by Fran Milnes, who is the Region Head for Marketing and Commercial Excellence in Oncology at Novartis. In this role, Fran oversees the commercialization of a broad oncology portfolio across Australia, China, Turkey, Asia Pacific, and Middle East Africa. She previously worked in various market access and pricing roles, which she is very passionate about and has experience working in management consulting as well. Thank you so much for being with us today, Fran. Absolutely, delighted to, and uh, thanks for the invitation, Jess. Absolutely. So maybe to start it off, it would be great if you could tell us a little bit about your professional journey and how you ended up in your current role. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, maybe if I start back at the management consulting days, because that's where I first got into the pharmaceutical industry. And I was uh, an analyst that was looking at forecasting new product launches um, also looking at the end of life cycle, so RX to OTC switches and what happens when generics enter into the market. And I did that for a, for a few years at the same time that access was starting to become more of an issue for new product launches. So it was around the time when payers in Europe were not happy to pay a price premium just because you told them you were bringing a new mode of action. So they really wanted to see what was the incremental benefit that you were actually gonna bring to to patients and and their outcomes or to their their healthcare system. So I moved into the practice for value and access and working with pharmaceutical companies on, yeah, what was their payer value proposition. And while I was, Doing that, I did my um, executive MBA and prior to even completing the executive MBA, Novartis had reached out and said that they were reorganizing their pricing and market access uh, group to not be a central team that was separated from the business, 
but to integrate into the different franchises. And they were looking for um, a head of access for their neuroscience and ophthalmology franchise, which uh, my, me and my family leapt at the opportunity to, for me, go into, into industry and for us all to move from the UK to, to Switzerland as a family. So for the last 10 years I've been with Novartis, most of that remained in, in value and access, first on the pharma side and in global, then I moved to a regional role, but then for the last 18 months I've been um, focused on marketing and, and commercial excellence, so um, broadening out and trying a, a new area of, of, of field, but still ultimately with the goal for helping patients and improving their outcomes. Wonderful. Thanks so much for that context. That's definitely quite the career path. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are, um, are really excited and interested to hear kind of what you have to say about really what's going on right now in, in the industry and all these changes and of course the COVID-19 effect. So looking forward to kind of chatting a little bit more about that. Before we kind of jump into those specifics, you of course obviously have, have had many leadership roles. So what would you say are some of the key leadership lessons that you have learned throughout your career? Yeah, ex excellent question. Um, I think the, the first lesson that I learned was not to expect others to want to be led in the way that I wanted to. Um, so I can, I can remember um, back my first sort of big leadership mistake was actually giving a, a stretch project and a stretch opportunity to somebody who uh, recoiled at that opportunity um, because that wasn't actually where they wanted to, to focus their efforts. It wasn't where they got their energy from working on. It wasn't the big star, um, bright highlight projects which is what had motivated me and, and, and would have pushed me to uh, achieve more. So I, I realized then that actually it was a, a lot more about needing to be curious and listening to the people that you were leading um, to see how you could extract the, the best from them and how you could really help and support them to, to achieve the most. So that was my, my big number one uh, lesson. and. Um, I think since then, I have tried to continue to take that adaptation of approach. And um, as I've got into, into roles that have then dealt with multiple different cultures, um, that has only been exacerbated as, a, as a, le a learning and a lesson that maybe something that, that works in one setting um, is not going to naturally translate or naturally uh, move over. And, and, and a recent one is we have a big thing at Novartis about speak up, the speak up culture. Um, and as leaders, that it's really important to create a psychologically safe space so that people can speak up. And um, you see that that works very differently in a market like China compared to a market like Saudi Arabia um, versus a, a Swiss environment. And so how to create that psychological safety, um, again, for me, and the, the, the difference has been another more recent uh, leadership lesson. 
I love that. I think those are some great lessons. And even personally, I think back to some of the best leaders that I've had and always having that more personalized approach and really trying to understand who you are trying to guide and what their interests are and how they best learn and really tailoring your approach to that. It has always been the best scenarios in my case. So I totally could not echo that more. So thank you for sharing that with us. My next question is really around kind of what is going on right now in the world and how it relates to the industry that we're in. So what would you say are some of the key challenges that the healthcare industry is really facing right now? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting because for me, it's a, it's a combination of, of both of my roles that I've had when, I, when I've been in industry. I mean, the one that we can all foresee is that um, the costs to the healthcare systems that COVID has incurred, whether that be healthcare personnel, whether that be emergency measures that have been needed, treating uh, patients, but then also now paying for and, and rolling out the vaccination program, something that nobody had forecast and, and budgeted for. Um, what is that going to mean for deficits moving forward? So if we don't invest more into the healthcare system to, to allow for that additional cost, um, then what what is going to be um, sacrificed at the other end? So if the if the pie doesn't get bigger, um, you know which bits are going to have to be cut out to, to make way for that additional spend that governments and, and healthcare systems weren't expecting. So I think that's something where we're really trying to have an open dialogue um, and especially to highlight the the really clear. Um, insights that were gathered from countries which had really invested in healthcare systems that were then able to deal with the pandemic um, in a much more um, controlled uh, manner and with less um, human loss, basically. Um, so I think that's that's one big area from my sort of old parts uh, of my responsibilities. And then if I look at the, the, in my new responsibilities, then what does the engagement model um, between industry and um, customers and, and physicians and nurses and, and healthcare providers look like moving forward? Because we've actually been given an opportunity to relook at that model um, rather than just continuing on and and tweaking and, and making um, a few adjustments here and there, we've actually now got the opportunity to really step back and say, what, what is a value interaction? Um, and, and what's a win-win a, a situation for both parties in this engagement, knowing that physicians want to do the best for their patients and pharmaceutical companies want to have the right patient have the right treatment at the right time. Um, and I think that that opportunity that we've now been afforded uh, is, an, is an exciting one and an interesting one moving forward. Yeah, that especially your second point there that actually leads perfectly into my next question, because of course, 
the way that we engage is completely different now with the stakeholders that we previously used to engage with. And of course, Impetus is very much into virtual engagement and it almost feels like we're starting from scratch all over again and trying to navigate and learn what the best practices are in this new world. So kind of building off of that, how would you say COVID-19 specifically has really impacted your team communication, whether that's collaborating internally or externally with stakeholders? What has kind of been the biggest changes for you? Yeah, I, I think the, so obviously we uh, are using um, a, a lot more uh, platforms where like you and I now, we're not just talking to each other over the phone. I, I used to spend a lot of time talking to the star speaker um, in the middle of uh, a meeting room. And, and now there's, there's a lot more um, visual communication. But what's come uh, along with that, that virtual collaboration within my team is um, a, a democracy of voice because we, we are a, a, a team where we have a lot of us who are based in, in one location, but then, as you said in the introduction, you know, my team is in Australia, China, Turkey, Middle East, mm -hmm. Asia Pacific. And uh, what you find is if all of you are on the screen, um, then it's super clear who has their hand up. Um, you've got chat going on, which is sort of um, enriching the verbal discussion um, and then also leaves a lasting impression. You've got the ability for people to be able to like comments or like questions. So again, as a team, you can see which is the most important question to answer because it's the, the one that's um, gathering the most support from, from the community. So I think there's been um, a, a lot of positives from that collaboration. And yet at the same time, we do an internal survey and some of the sense of belonging um, is starting to, to, to go down. So I think people are also itching to get back face to face and, and into the office, but most likely then we'll see this sort of hybrid mixture of, of, of face to face and, um, and, and online collaboration. Absolutely. It's certainly a really interesting time to be working in this field and navigating all of this. So um, looking forward to the days where it's hybrid and we can kind of, again, start from scratch and learn how to navigate that now. So um, thank you for sharing that. Really only one more question. And this one is a little bit more fun and just want to kind of get to know your personal response to it. But what would you say is the favorite part, your favorite part of your current role? Ah, good, good, good question. Um, I think the the my favorite part is the possibilities um, and 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 the and the opportunity because um, being in marketing and and commercial excellence, there's so many ideas that my team have. And there's so much scope for, for innovation. Um, and one of the things that we've been doing, we've been playing with a new way of working. So we're working with 
agility for for about 40% of our time. So 60% is still the normal day job uh, rhythm, but um, everybody has taken a project that they're they're giving about 30 or 40% of their time to. And then we work in these two, two week sprints and every two weeks, the ideas and the direction that the projects they're working on get presented to a panel of brand managers from the countries. And the brand managers from the countries are able to say, love that, please carry on um, going down that exploration. No, that wouldn't really make a difference to our day jobs. And so actually you could can that idea. And, and that one's great, but tweak it sort of in this direction. Um, and the team is loving the impact that they're able to have then with the, the brand managers in, in the countries, because ultimately as a, as a regional team, we are there to serve our, our countries. So yeah, I think it's, it's probably that. It's the, the opportunity and the ability to, to be a bit innovative and, and playful um, in this space uh, at, that, at this particular time. I love that. What a cool and interesting way to, to really foster innovation and new ideas. It's a really neat format that you have going on and I'm sure lots of amazing projects have come out of it. So thank you for sharing that. That was pretty much all we had for today. So I really want to thank you so much, Fran, for your time and for recording this podcast with us at Impetus. It was great to learn more about you as well as your extremely successful career, as well as gain some insights on your thinking towards the industry and what is currently going on right now. To the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And as always, reach out if you have any questions or comments or want to further the discussions. We at Impetus are always looking for ways to really continue these conversations. Until next time, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Leaders in Pharma podcast by Impetus Digital. We are the leading life science virtual engagement experts and provide virtual collaboration and communication solutions for meetings, events, conferences, and projects worldwide, all delivered with white glove service. For more of these discussions, be sure to like, subscribe, and visit impetusdigital.com or book a demo at meetwithimpetus.com for more information on our services.